Hey, it's Pretty Little Grown Men. We are your hosts. I'm David Greenwald. I am Dom Sinicola. And we're here to talk about the Season 5B spring finale of Pretty Little Liars, um, which was actually awesome. <laughs> I'm really excited to talk about this episode. Um, there has been a significant amount of grousing uh, this season in the last, oh, 10, 15 episodes or so. But I thought this episode dealt with a lot of stuff. I really, as the viewer, questions I wanted to see asked and a level of insanity um, that the show has not come to before. You know, this whole season, mm -hmm. I think I was worried, or not worried, but bothered by the fact that all this A stuff seemed so meaningless. It seemed so harmless. Uh, it seemed like forgettable almost that A would be able to do something. And yet here, we finally have a raising of the stakes uh, in just an unprecedented way on this show. Uh, Dave, I appreciate your enthusiasm, but I think that we should do some uh, some business up front. First of all, the episode is called Welcome to the Dollhouse. Yes. Uh, second, I need to apologize for the fact that um, I'm going to try as little as possible to sniffle, but I have something of the sniffles, so <laughs> I'm going to set it out front. Um, it's okay. People are going to listen to this on iPod headphones. <laughs> no one can tell. We've, we've definitely chewed and such before, so this might not be as uh, obtrusive as that. Um, it might prevent it might prevent my high pitched girly laugh from sounding so high pitched and girly. <laughs> That's true. It's gonna round. We're gonna get some deep bass in this episode. We're gonna round out the sound. Ha ha ha! That was funny. <laughs> well, so let's let's dig right in. What? How did how did you feel on a a primal TV viewer level about this episode? Well. Uh, I think obviously the biggest reveal was that Mona is still alive, which, you know, high five to us for doing right. that shit. We nailed it. Yeah. Crushing it. Yeah. Um, I mean, the show, to, to its credit, the show did suggest that, oh, maybe she was still alive. You know, maybe she was going to fake her own death. So it did plant the seeds. But we knew at the end of last season, we were like, there's no way. There's right. no way they kill Mona. Mm -hmm. Well, the thing about that is, you know, I was... Uh, in preparing for this episode, I uh, looked at a lot of things on the internet, and um, a lot of people were, were, you know, the suggestion comes up that Mona is still alive, and a lot of people were quickly shot down uh, by, you know, seemingly people who, who are in the know, mm -hmm. which is just like, and everyone that keeps pointing to the last glimpse that we saw of Mona's body... Uh, in the trunk. Right. And, you know, the whole idea was, why would the audience see Mona's motionless body? Like, that wasn't for anyone's benefit, besides the audience's. Uh, so I guess that's something to, to, to contemplate. So what was going on there? Like, the only person well, who saw Mona's body was A. I think, you know, I think we covered this, actually, because I suggested... Um, that it was a freeze frame, that it's not a slow pan, it's in fact a freeze frame, and it's a slow pan into the freeze frame, Ken Burns style, and it was not a sequential image. It was not like, here's Mona not breathing for a 45-second yeah. period. And even if it was, um, you know, there are certainly drugs that A could provide her that would slow her heartbeat or, you know, whatever the hell Essentially, yeah. you, can, you can do in, the, in medical science to have her appear motionless or frozen. Right. So I don't think the show sort of is retconning itself mm -hmm. by including that image. I felt like that image was so, look at this thing, 
believe this particular thing that's so obvious about that you know Mm -hmm. i mean the show is very clear about the direction it wants you to go in you know oh look ezra's bad oh look andrew's bad oh look you know and even (laughs) even in the marketing for this episode right like the tweets and the facebook and everything like oh this is the big reveal of a except it sort of was not at all like maybe it was i mean i think that uh you know and and that's really it's it's always it's always a disappointment when you have to boil down this kind of enthusiasm to semantics because in a sense a was revealed we don't know the specifics but we know basically that a is charles and whoever charles is charles is i guess jason's brother? jason's twin brother yeah. probably yeah or you know just going by the video we saw right i mean they look alike right. but what if he's just some random other little blonde kid mm-hmm. who just happens to be in that video but maybe he's bethany young's brother right and maybe there was this whole alternate life that Mrs. De Laurentiis was leading with these other, maybe the little girl in that video it's that Bethany. we see at the end is Bethany. Exactly. Maybe, yeah, maybe she had two families. Right. Oh, living I like, the I like secret, that. Living the secret life. And she, so then, oh, that's crazy because if she was living a secret life and then also having an affair with Mr. Hastings. Right. She was just all over the place. Too complicated. Right. So, you know, I I love that idea. I think it really lays the groundwork for Allison's uh, character to yeah. ha- to make to make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, it was interesting that Allison was so useless in this episode, so helpless, uh-huh. you know. I mean, she does have a she does finally break through her internal protections and talk about A to Spencer's parents. Yeah. I mean, just the level of like Okay, everyone knows about A now. Like, that's just straight up on the table, and A has abducted the girls in one fell swoop from the police. So just, you know, going right ahead and putting it all out there. You know, there's no... And even the way that Caleb is able to go sit in the police... uh, tech room and go through their computers and track the van and be like oh yeah there's that's where the van is yeah oh no problem you guys you know like clearly the van was just planted and it was left there yeah um but at the same time what does a have left and this whole season we've seen a acting in like a somewhat desperate way to protect his or her secrets and his or her remaining things and roping in the lawyer you know, which was like pretty obviously a fake thing, and the girls figured it out. Right. So now A's just out here on this absurd uh, uh, prison, <laughs> this absurd dollhouse, and like that's the end of the line. Right. You know, I mean, what happens? Like A plays with them until they get bored, and then murders them brutally. Like, what's you know, this is the end game. It, I mean, it, it must be. So the end game for. A, uh, for Mona, was to turn Mona into Allison. Yes. Which, why? Why? What's the point of that? That's interesting, because think about how Mona tried to turn Hannah into Allison, Mm -hmm. and how obsessed Mona was with Allison. Yeah. And I guess A can't have Allie. That's sort of the 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 through line of the series, I guess, because 
Bethany Young got killed instead of Allison. Allie ran away. She's been on the lam. Now she's back. I don't know. One of the things that's weird to me is that some of this hasn't happened already, right? right. That, like, Allie was not actually kidnapped or that the girls weren't already murdered or, you know, A is playing this whole elaborate thing and it's sort of unclear what the point was except, okay, they all are going to go to jail and then A saves them. Yeah. Maybe A feels like, look, I saved you. You should be grateful to me, trying to, like, set up a Stockholm Syndrome thing. Right. So A... So A set up... A set up everything... A orchestrated everything so that they would go to jail and then right. and then kidnap them. Presumably. Yeah. But they could all be kidnapped fairly easily just on a, any, you know, a typical evening. Right. So it's... Getting them in one place isn't the problem, you know? That's yeah. So obviously, so then the Stockholm syndrome makes things make sense. Somehow, A believes that they would be like, "Oh, you saved us from going to jail." Right, and you built my oh, you built my room, and I'm at home, and you know, A is pretty clearly a totally insane right. person, and this like super villain esque maniac, which I appreciate. Yeah, I mean, this is like reminds me of some old like '70s comic book almost, <laughs> you know, just in how ridiculous and. Um, ambitious it is i mean there yeah there's a lot to unpack in this episode obviously uh you know there are a lot of people still working for a because that whole like you know that was almost like a like a michael mann type heist on the on the prison car the prison van it's like you know has the uh, using like tear gas or, or sleeping gas or something and then right. but there's like multiple there's obviously multiple A's there. Andrew Do you is think so? Uh, yeah, I think so. I we think only that, see like, one person. I think you saw someone who shot it and then you saw I think I remember seeing two maybe two people mm. flanking. Well, cuz it doesn't I guess it seems unrealistic for one person to carry all four of them out. To be able to do all that stuff. Right. Right. And and obviously we know now that Andrew is working with a which, you know, no shit. Right. I mean, of course, the reason, the question with that is, okay, why? But, you know, I'm sure all will be revealed in time. We know he added in for Mona. Right. And then, so, so uh, somehow, Melissa knows, Melissa is involved in this somehow because Mrs. Hastings talked to Melissa on the phone. Right. Uh, so Melissa must know something. Right. But how is Melissa sitting in London know what's going on or know that this is an important time to call. Maybe they called and left a message and said, hey, your sister's going to jail and now she's been abducted. (laughs) Right. I mean, that would make sense. Right, yeah. But the other thing is, what about Ren, who's been, like, involved in all this stuff? Where was Ezra in all this stuff? What do you mean? Like, he wasn't at the... He didn't go to the, the, the farm. That's true. But that's because... He just disappeared. Right. I, I don't think he goes to the farm because... Caleb goes in to see the police, and so everything moves on from there. So Toby's there being a cop, and then the Hastings are there to be his lawyers. So Ezra's just like, you know, sitting at home being angry. Right. That so, made sense. That made sense to me. Yeah, just sitting at home, steaming. Stewing. Yeah, yeah. Punching some walls and. I mean, do you think you know what's going to happen? Getting angry. You know what's going to happen in season six? He and Arya are going to reunite, and he's going to say. Being without you made me realize how much I need you in my yeah. life. And Arya's going to say, oh, me too. <laughs> yeah. And it's totally going to get back together. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Thanks a lot. 
Pretty Little Liars. <laughs> putting those two jabronis back together. Um, I did really enjoy how the liars were able to manipulate A and sort of realize, like, we're the objects. And it became, like, this very adult suspense thriller to me in that moment when they're in there and they know they're being watched and they're all these, you know, they're these beautiful young women um, assuming that it's probably a man. Um, right, who's, like, basically just watching, watching them, like, them, change and stuff like that. Right, in, like, this very, like, presumably uh, sexual way. And so I thought I, I really liked the way that they were like they they decided to take charge of the situation and manipulate it and p- try to position themselves to actually pull one over on A, right. which you know is not something that they've been very good at <laughs> in the past. So A, so if we can try to get like an overview of, of what's of what's happening, let's let's try is. Um, so they are basically, uh, recreating their prom or Mm -hmm. not their prom, the prom from when Ian was crowned as prom king. Uh Uh-huh. And who was crowned as prom king? Did they say it was Melissa? Was it Melissa? It might have been Melissa. Uh, and, okay, so let's just... Let's just say that maybe some version of our Jason theory is still well, relevant. Well, Charles never got to go to his prom. Right. Because of things we don't know yet. But why would Charles want to reclaim technically what would be his, his prom? Life, his, his life that Jason led instead. That Jason led instead. Right. So so either it's, it's something as simple as... That just happened to be the year that Charles would have been a senior. Right. I think so. I, or think, I some, think that's the hint. Or, okay. Or somehow Jason is still involved. Which, you know, Jason's had a lot of shady periods. Um, and there's... Mm-hmm. And he's so cagey, and he hasn't really given us a lot of information about where he's been, what he's doing, yeah. you know, how he, like, makes a living, even. Right. You know, he's done rehab, like, all this stuff. So he's totally... A question mark to me. I think it's you know this is probably and we might have to consult the books, which maybe maybe now that now that we're done and we go forward, uh, maybe we'll talk about some books or something. I don't know. We can probably one of us can probably read the one of the Pretty Little Liars books in very quick fashion. But um, you know, in the books, we've talked about how before uh, it was a was was actually Allie, and uh-huh. at the Allie that the liars knew was was essentially, you know, who we think the baby would be Bethany, or Allie's twin, right, right. who was pretending to be Allie, and the real Allie was crazy and in the insane asylum and is a psychopathic murderer. Right. Now, because the show is so popular now and people have access to all the books and the show can't depend on the books for big plot reveals, right. they have to change it and alter it. Right. And maybe this is that alteration. Is It's not Allie who has the twin, it's Jason who has the twin. Right, which is a great pivot because this whole time we've been thinking, oh, Allie and Bethany Young, Allie and Cece, Allie and Hannah, you know, so many, so many um, acts of mirroring and particularly of Allie, you know. Right. And then, the, of course, the, what about the little ghost girl? You know what, that might be like... You know, because it was Allie... Oh, I, yeah. I don't know. 
I mean, that's supposed to be the girl who who dies in Allison's story, who's like a real ghost. Yeah. I think we can establish that that is an actual <laughs> ghost who appears to Mrs. Mrs. Marin. That is a real ghost. That's true. But what does that ghost represent? I mean, at first you would think that when Allie's telling that story, she's telling a different version of, like, maybe she knows. Do you think that Allie knows that Jason has a twin? No, probably not, right? I don't think right. she does. I don't think she does. Jason must. What if that ghost is supposed to be Bethany Young, just, like, at a younger age? Maybe. Because Allie presumably is, like, responsible for Bethany Young dying, right? She brought her out to have some kind of confrontation with her, and someone else killed her, but it was ultimately Allie's responsibility, sort of. She put her in that position. So Charles killed Bethany Young. Attempting to kill Allison. Attempting to kill Allie, yeah. Maybe. Probably. Right. Or, is it Red? (laughs) Mystery Red! I mean, that's, you know, the guy we see... In the mask tonight has brown hair, not a blonde, but you know certainly you can dye your hair. It looks it looked dark. It was kind of like a dark, dirty, blondish kind of thing. It like it didn't look like super. I don't know. I could be convinced either way. What color is the dress, Dom? <laughs> what color? It looked it looked brown to me. Okay. But you know the hair dye is a thing. That's uh, true. So that's not so much an issue. I'm glad that Mona's alive. Mona has gray hair now, apparently. <laughs> underneath her... Her blonde. Golden locks. Um, what about ghost Mona? What about the... Is that just, like, Allie being weird? Was that whole thing, like, not supposed to be actual supernatural activity, but just, like, weird Allie Yeah, I think that was insanity? hallucination. But what about Allie losing her legs? That's a good question. What about it? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah, I mean, I think the supernatural elements of the show have not necessarily lined up with what we've seen so mm-hmm. far. I think if the ghost is supposed to be baby Bethany Young, that would be really well done. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. But then, okay, so, I mean, what if... And then, she's well, then, who for, is, then who is Bethany Young in all of this? Right. Unless well, it's part of, it's like... The, her, Mrs. De Laurentiis abandoned her other family. Yeah. She abandoned Bethany Young and and Charles. Yeah. Charles Young. Or whatever. Charles Young. So who's Mr. Young? Who's the know. dad? It can't be Mr. Hastings because... No, because we already know. And and he was too, very much in, you know, suddenly very involved in everything happening. Wait, remind me. Is Jason Mr. Hastings' kid? Yeah. So would that make Charles, if Charles is his twin, then he's also Mr. Hastings' son. But then why would there, I don't know, that doesn't make sense to me. Like, why would he sort of be out of the picture and have Jason be in the picture if they were just, if they were just twins? Yeah, who knows. Unless, what if it was something like as fucked up as like Mrs. De Laurentiis was leading this double life, but she would like take Jason with her? Uh-huh. And Jason was like best friends with young Charles? Because Jason was too young to figure out that, like, mommy had two families. Yeah, I just, you know, I just don't know if the... That's kind of stretching it. It is. I don't know if the pregnancies and the fathers and the... You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot lot to balance here. For a long period of time. What if Mr. Hastings isn't Jason's dad? Yeah, maybe What if that whole thing is bullshit? What if they're having an affair, but she got pregnant with some, you know, whoever? She got pregnant with other family dad. Right. 
But then Bethany Young would be younger. She'd be Allie's age. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't have a good answer for this. I don't have a good scenario. But I know that she obviously meant something to these kids and basically abandoned them. You know, and that's and why Charles killed into, her. Right. And she was, you know, she was on the board of Radley for a reason, so she could supervise these kids. And Mr. Hastings clearly knows something about it. Yeah. Which I don't know. I don't think he's given up the ghost here. I don't think he's really told us everything he knows about this whole family scenario. No, I mean, you know, if the, if the look on his face is any indication, when you know Ezra was like, you know, Mr. Hastings, which I think he called him Mr. Hastings, didn't he? Probably. Which is pretty hilarious because it's like you're an adult now, as yeah. you can you can yeah. refer to them as whatever their real names. whatever his name is. Yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah, what is his name? I don't know. I don't know if we've ever learned his actual name. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Tommy. Tommy. Fred. Bob. Good old Tommy Hastings. <laughs> real. He's a, he's a world class lawyer, Tommy Hastings, Robert Hastings. Um, so I don't know I thought the little reveal with Andrew sitting on the Bluetooth was funny I mean that's sort of kind of just snuck that in there like oh yeah by the way yeah like <laughs> like duh here you, here you go which was funny yeah um, it was funny to see Ezra and Caleb and um, Toby all sort of working together the boyfriends trying boyfriends to, trying to, to the rescue everyone. and I liked how it was my favorite part of the episode was probably that Mrs. Hastings is like, why would anyone want to target these girls? What the fuck? Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. And I appreciated someone on the show finally asking this question because we have all been asking it for like five years. Right. Like, why? Mm-hmm. Why? Um, and we, we are going to... I guess it's all in pursuit of Allison, and these girls are just collateral damage, which, you know, feels a little bit anticlimactic, but I has been sort of... Like my pet theory, I guess, for most of the show, that they're just, we think they're the main characters, but they're actually not. This is all about some mysterious force, Charles uh, and Allison. Yeah. Um, you know, if we step back from all of the, the supposedly big reveals and all the things that we, that happened during this episode, and we think about Allison, who is only in this episode very, very briefly. Right. Um, you know what's what what we what we're taking away from this is essentially that you know and then obviously if they find the girls they're gonna figure out that Mona is alive and so then she'll well they already know Tanner saw the video footage which means Allie gets out of jail oh that's right but right. if A left it open for them to discover a secret lair which seems really sloppy but also not you know it wasn't intentional or was it sloppiness right yeah I don't know. Well, you because know, somehow would, conveniently Caleb was able to figure shit out. Right. You know, like, are we just supposed to believe that Caleb is just like a better hacker than the whole the police, whole force. police force? That doesn't surprise me. Okay, I'll yeah. Go, I'll go with that. I but can it did, that. But it did seem too easy. It seemed, it just, I don't know. I, you know, I'm always questioning. I'm always looking for like, well, what does it really mean? And uh, I think in this case, maybe we're supposed to believe that A did screw up. And it's been revealed that Mona's alive, and that puts Allison in a totally different position. And now everyone knows, the police and the parents and the sort of all the secondary characters, that there's some psychopath holding their kids hostage. Right. So it's like, and but you, you would have to imagine that A knew that that was going to happen. 
that like a could like you can't you can't steal four girls or right. did or did a think that like that it would get put on someone like Caleb or I mean it's so hard to tell because Tanner's a didn't think that anyone would reveal that a exists because of the campaign of fear which he's waged on everyone but someone would have to get blamed for kidnapping the girls. And right. did, did A assume that it would be, like, Caleb and whoever else? I guess so. Because... They didn't foresee Officer Toby, who's very good at convincing people. What's, what's crazy about that is that, you know, it turns out, unless, I mean, obviously we have two more seasons left, so who, like, oh who really God. fucking knows? Right. But, uh, is Tanner... Tanner, apparently, Tanner was just kind of an asshole, and that's it. Right. You know? Right. And so, what did A do to be able to convince Tanner that it was not some, like, malevolent force? You know, right. that, it, that it was, like, well, I Toby think the or fact that the, or whatever. I think the fact that Allison and all the liars have been incredibly distrustful They've all been involved, connected with all these insane things that have happened, you know. So there's been this cloud of suspicion that's hung over them. They've never had any evidence. They haven't come to the police on multiple occasions, you know. I mean, they were put in this sort of intractable position, and when they did try to come forward, they, A, wiped their phones or whatever. Yeah. You know, so A's always been one step ahead of them. That's true. Okay. So I, you know, I'm going to I'm going to take it. I'm going to take this episode at face value for once and accept that A screwed up and the cops were able to track down this whole situation. Right. Because it's not like A has been infallible before. You know, we've seen numerous A layers. We've you know we've come close right. to A in the past. Well, so now now they need to 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 sick Hacker Toby on this uh, surveillance equipment or something, there must right. be a signal that they can track. Right. You would you would think. Right. But that'll be too easy. And then, and I think that there's something to be said about, uh, you know, like, Mr. Hastings saying, like, oh, I, I recognize this farm. We used to bring the girls here when they were, when they were little. Right. So either it's, like, a popular place. Or it connects him to Charles. Exactly. Exactly. That's that's exactly what I was thinking. Because his wife didn't recognize it. She wasn't like, oh yeah, this place we used to come to all the time. And maybe he's seeing it and he's misremembering things he did with his kids versus his secret family. <laughs> his secret family. Yeah. Fuck, I hope that that's the case. That'd be awesome. I, yeah, I mean, there is so much left with Jason and Melissa and the Hastings family and the De Laurentiis family. And meanwhile, you know, Mr. DeLorenis is just out, you know, twiddling his thumbs, you know, sort of not really knowing what's going on or being involved whatsoever, which is sort of weird. Yeah. I mean, there needs to be some sort of climactic scene where he and uh, Mr. Hastings, like, punch each other or something. <laughs> that would be a good scene. Um, uh, I Mr. Hastings is back. I guess, you know, looking ahead toward season six which I am newly excited about because now the liars are trapped in a, an insane prison, which is substantially more interesting to me than <laughs> everything else that's happened so far this season. Um, how long do they stay right. in this insane prison? Mm -hmm. I mean, are they there for like multiple episodes and, and the show goes like hour by hour again? Because that's what I would like to see. 
Right. Them just like stuck there instead of like them getting free, A, escaping again, you know, everything sort of starting all over. I'd like to see, which, which I think is the likely thing that will happen because usually, you know, the premiere episode of the season sort of unravels whatever happened in the finale right. the previous season. But I would love it if they were just like chilling in there for five episodes. Yeah. Well, I mean, you would think that they have to do that because if if they're going to use this this season break to uh, do a bunch of off camera saving and stuff, that seems like a huge cheat. Like, right. I don't think they would do that. But maybe the episode opens, and by the end of the episode, uh, heroic officer Toby tracks right. it down. Oh man! The only thing that I kind of uh, am really not looking forward to is the happily ever after of all of these relationships. Like you said, like, uh-huh. you know, Spencer and Toby are going to get back together. Caleb and Hannah no, were never not going to be together. But Ezra and Arya are going to be back together. Right. You know. Unless they don't. Unless they pull a season four girls. And what some of these characters are mature enough to say, you know, I don't think I can do this. This isn't the right thing. Spoiler alert if you didn't see the season finale <laughs> of Girls. Uh, I'm not telling you which character says that to whom. Um, but, you know, that would be, like, a nice thing for the show to do. I, I mean, we've seen so. we've seen Emily do it. We've seen her be strong enough to say, you know, I'm not going to do this. And yeah. Arya does make that decision earlier this season. Yeah. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that they all just go off to college and lead fresh new lives. I, uh, I think yeah. I think one takeaway from this episode, with everyone sort of discussing A finally for the first time, um, is the show does have this moral compass of sorts, and I think one of those morals is that the truth will set you free, and the whole the whole engine of the show is characters lying and choosing to lie right. and being forced to lie and you know lying in positions when they don't have to, even well into thinking there is no more A, but it just becoming habit right but and then but then but the only person who says no more lies is mrs hastings right all of the other characters are essentially forced out of lying like they have to they're kind of i mean i guess caleb is another person well they're desperate i don't know if they're forced but i think they're all they're choosing to tell this particular truth about a regardless of the consequences, you know, knowing that A has them all locked up somewhere. Right. Um, I mean, there almost could have been a debate in this episode where someone said, we can't tell, A has the girls, we can't, we can't tell them who, you know, about A. What, yeah. what will A do? Well, you know, that was, that was also kind of a thin way to keep the other parents out of the, the whole mess. Is right. just sort of like, you can't tell the parents because if you tell the parents then someone's going to go, like, fucking rogue and just, like, right. go shooting up the town. Right. Which is kind of a... That's a really strange way well, of keeping yeah. out of the equation. I think that was just a means of not having too many characters being plot points and not having, like, a flood of characters trying to have emotions and do things. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that won't last long. I feel like in the premiere, everyone will be on the same page. Right. I think I almost would have enjoyed, uh, and this is just sort of fancy fulfillment, but I would have enjoyed something as insane as Mona legitimately being crazy. Right, thinking she's Allison. Yeah, and like the girls not only, that like, because that would have just kept this going on longer. Yeah. Which is kind of what I want to see, because this is a, this is a pretty cool situation. Right. Uh, 
where the girls not only have to figure out like how to get out of here, but like how to convince Mona that she's that she's Mona. Mona. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because um, if Mona is legitimately as like she has if she has gray hair, that means that she's as like as like traumatized as we initially assume her to be. Or she dyed her hair and the ghost Mona we saw was in fact just regular Mona still alive <laughs> with gray yeah. hair as part of a weird a something or other. You need to okay. We almost need to ghost. watch we almost need to watch that episode again for the sheer insanity. Oh, that, but I, that's such I don't, a fucking terrible episode. I, I don't think it implies that Mona was ever out of jail, though, out of this this prison. No, so that'd be, I don't that'd be really funny if A is like, okay, Mona. Just going to loan you out. You're going to be a ghost. Now you got to go convince Allie that she's going insane. Then you come back. Right. Come back to me. Right. Um, yeah, you know, I uh, I did... This is this is just a really... Um, enjoyable episode enjoyable and i mean the show is so far beyond what it once was a season ago that um you know you kind of have to go with it at this point right like the stakes are so so high right now right and like really and what's what's a huge standard or a a good measure of that is that now the parents are all going to know now everyone knows that the girls have basically been hiding this lie for years years yes um uh but I do I don't know. I don't know if there's anything to say about this, but maybe I just want to air some some grievances, which is that, you know, the marketing surrounding this with the hashtag big A reveal. Right. Like why? Right. Why do that? There's no reason to do that. There's no there's no reason to I mean to trick the to trick viewers of the show. Right, because the show would get in, the show already has an insane amount of viewers, right? Right. So so consider that. So the show going into its season finale, all you have to do is say it's a season finale, and right. people are going to tune in knowing that something big is and to happen. say something crazy is going to happen. What will happen? What will happen? You know? Yeah. Like why? It's it is weird. Why just outright fucking lie about revealing a? Well, and that's you know the show's social media and the marketing is acting as its own sort of a and misleading us and you know the show is very clear about guiding us in one direction or another, but yeah, why? There's no point, and I think it is. I think it is irritating. Like let the show be the show. Like let the mysteries of the show stand on their own. You know. Well, you know, I think it's in maybe this. I don't know. So uh, I think it was last week after. The most the, the the penultimate episode aired. There, I saw a link uh, that I think was through the E Entertainment Network, which is not usually where I get any sort of. Oh, I saw this one too. Good news. Yeah, and it's basically it basically the headline was, um, did it was something like did 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 this video just reveal who A is? Uh huh. And you click and you watch the video, and it is in a minute and a half of the most, like, just fucking stupid shit with a bunch of C-list celebrities, like, including, like, Michael Strahan and, and Kelly Ripa, like, talking about who A is. And they're not saying anything. It's just, it's just filler for a minute and a half. Right. And nothing happens. And then, and then, of course, you just, like you deeply question who you are as a person to have <laughs> yeah. watched a minute well, and a half of that. Well, that's, you know, that's the definition of clickbait right there. But it's, it's just so... misleading headline. It's, it's really irritating. It's, I agree. I, I mean, is that, is it, is it only irritating and is it only something that like is so obvious that 
it is sort of malevolent. It is sort of mean spirited. Right. I think towards fans of the show. Right. It's just like, why do fans of the show just accept that? Are they so? I'm trying to remember when I was like really young. When I was like, say, like not really young, but like 12 years old. When uh-huh. when I was really into, say, like the X Files, for example. Right. And I was willing to totally uh, absorb anything X Files related. Right. And uh, I would put up with what would essentially. I mean, this is before clickbait was ever a thing. Right. But I was, you know, if, if there was like, you know, it's like the fan show for Pretty Little Liars. Like if that, if they had a fan show for X-Files, I would like just fucking <laughs> love that shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this time around, it just feels so, you're right. It feels so much more mean spirited than, than anything that would come that, that would come before when, you know, all you have is basically just the TV that has this fan show to fill an hour before the big, you know, X-Files season finale or whatever. Like, it's just, all E was doing was just luring you to their... making you click something. But, you know, E decided to write that headline. I don't, you know, who's to say if that was from the Pretty Little Liars marketing people. They just probably said, here's this video. No, no, I know. know, And I'm I'm not blaming necessarily Pretty Little Liars. I'm just, it's just like, don't you think that all the fans of the show... A huge portion of them would be like, I feel duped, or like I'm not as stupid as this as this as all of this stuff is making me well, out to be. Yeah, I, and I think if you go on the Facebook comments on some of these posts, you know, you have a lot of fans who will be like, "Oh, this is obviously ridiculous," or "Why are you doing this?" or blah blah blah. I yeah. mean, I see those comments for sure. Um, it just it's, it blows my mind because it's like um, it's not a. I mean, whatever you think about Pretty Little Liars, whether you think it's, uh, whether you think it's just like campy fun, or whether you think it's something that is a legitimately intelligent t- TV show that's worth doing what we're doing to it, regardless of how you feel about it, this this marketing by all these other resources is insulting to you, no matter how you view the show. I agree. Well, you know, I think we should. I uh, managed to stay off Twitter tonight during the East Coast broadcast and didn't see anything. Yeah. And I think, you know, our best course of action is really to just not even look at this stuff because yeah. it's not canon. It's it's only going to be misleading and right. silly. And, you know, I think we've learned by now, like, it is kind of insulting, you know. It is not – it does not play to the fans who are treating this show seriously. Which I think is a legitimate thing to do, um, right. you right. know, and – I, well, like, and certainly the people making the show are taking it seriously. So right. why have that be the marketing? You know, but it's also like that kind of stuff can come from the network. It doesn't necessarily come from like the creator of the show says, "Yeah, we're going to use this hashtag this week." You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's hashtag it, moist Mike. I mean, you <laughs> right. So I think you know perhaps we're seeing a disparity between the actual show production and then the network people trying to sell this ratings cash cow yeah. in like the most simplistic and easy way. I just, I mean, I mean, I guess, and maybe this isn't necessarily something that we can answer by focusing only on pretty little liars, but so much of this is just insulting to all the fans that it, I mean, are teenagers cool with being treated like a bunch of fucking dummies. Well, like I said, man, I, I don't think so. I think a lot of them are griping about it and are clearly like, yeah. uh, this is ridiculous. Why would you do this? Well, I don't know if I can just totally uh, divorce myself from all of those Facebook posts because I need to see those quizzes about which boyfriend. Which boyfriend are you? 
which boyfriend? No, which boyfriend is perfect for me? Oh, okay. I think the That's answer is, is still Caleb. Yeah. Ezra showed some... Ezra was especially useless in this episode. You know what I loved is when he um, punched the wall and hurt his hand because <laughs> he because he has this like horrible temper that he can't keep control of. Yeah. And I think that's like, you know, okay, good. Let's remember that he is a fully formed character who has personality traits. Right. And then, and then Toby's like, hey, you need, need some ice there? I'll get you some ice for that. You need some ice there, Punchy? Um, well. Punchy McAnger. I think that wraps this one up. Uh, thank you for being with us through this roller coaster ride of the season. <laughs> um, we're gonna we're gonna put up all of the season five B podcasts on Bandcamp as an album, and you can download it as if it were Drake by Drake or, or Radiohead or Sufjan or whoever. Uh, if you are not caught up, or you can go on iTunes and catch up on all these podcasts. Yeah. Uh, you can give us some star ratings. Uh, we do have some special guests, or at least one special guest lined up uh-huh. for the next few weeks. Um, so that'll be exciting. Yeah. And if you guys have perspectives on the show and you want to let us know on, on Twitter, we're on at PLGM Podcast. Um, yeah, and uh, also look for us. We've been talking to some of the other Pretty Little Liars podcasts, and we're trying to set up a uh, a sort of co-cast with the women over at Cabernet and A. Um, our, our Pretty Little Liars podcast soulmates, I guess you could say. <laughs> um, so we're not sure when that'll happen, but probably sometime soon. Our world is expanding, and uh, pretty soon we're going to have Pretty Little Liars Network. Yeah, we should start the first Pretty Little Liars podcast channel of just four or five different Pit of Little Liars podcasts and people can, after after each Tuesday night, people will have like six hours of, yeah. you know, of analysis to choose from <laughs> and because that's what you want after you watch your favorite TV show. Yeah, you know, we'll have we'll have one, one podcast which will essentially just be two hours of telling you what happened and then, then you'll have us which will uh, overanalyze everything that just happened. Right. And then we'll have... I don't know. Trivia. Uh, yeah, and then we'll have then we'll have one that is that'll a live reenactment of it, <laughs> and then another one will be a musical reenactment of it, and then pretty soon, you know, that'll be all that you listen to. All you have time to listen to. Does this episode prove that Arya is an A? Uh, or does it not? That's actually a pretty good question. Um, let's see. Let's think that over for the next three months or however long until Pretty Little Liars returns. And I'll leave that question hanging for you, listeners at home. Is Charles A, is this the end, or is there something else we're not seeing? It's good that Charles has an A in his name. Charles! So we can capitalize it now. It's, it's true. Charles. Yes. Um... Should we think of like a new? I don't, we don't know. We're not really sure. We have we don't have really much planned out after this. I think we're trying to figure out where to go from here. Um, this is sort of a tentative season ender for us. Yes. Um, so yeah, you know, like we still encourage you to to. <laughs> we get sort of like backhanded requests on Twitter, uh, as in like. <laughs> Don't don't stop talking about PLL. <laughs> well, I think you know we, with with this this secret guest we have lined up. Um, I think we are going to talk more about this season yeah. and go a little deeper. 
I don't know how much deeper we can go at this point, but, um, you know, kind of talk about the season and bring in another perspective and maybe someone else who can tell us we're crazy. And in fact, there are these, all these other things that we have not been looking at. Yeah. You know, um, if, so we will do like more of a retrospective look. And if you want, if you want us to like talk about a specific episode, let us know. Um, we're definitely willing to go back and rewatch some episodes. Yeah, we haven't really done that. Or our our favorite our favorite Caleb moments. Maybe there's a greatest hits episode that we could do. If someone wants to put together a Caleb supercut, <laughs> send it to us. We'll watch it. Every time eat. Caleb was really good at hacking things. Yeah. Except for that one time, he wasn't as good as Mona. <laughs> yeah, you know, we, there should be. Uh, it could be a supercut of all the times in which Caleb is conveniently good at hacking. Right. At hacking. Right. <laughs> what is what it's beneficial to be so uh well until then we will leave you with our signature pretty little grown man catchphrase trust no one bitches